You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 92 of Aging Starts Now. I'm Barbara McGinnis, partner and certified elder law attorney at Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law. Today, we're talking about how, when, and where to have the driving conversation. Joining me for the discussion is Lynn Wood, the Caregiver Support Coordinator for Mental Health America of the Mid-South. Welcome, Lynn. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, I, I love having you as a speaker. You've got such great information. How do you know when it's time to discuss giving up the keys? Well, the first thing I will say is, you know, what are you seeing when you are ride with your older adult ride? If your person that you're concerned about is still driving, then let them drive you. Um, and are they failing to notice traffic signs? Uh, are other drivers honking their horns? Are they hitting the curb when they make a, a left-hand turn or a right-hand turn? Um, are they driving really under the speed limit? Or um, are you having to be that co-pilot? You know, are they asking you where to go and, you know, what the speed limit is and and things of things of that nature? So really, you first need to know what you're talking about and be able to pinpoint some things for for your loved one because they're going to ask you why you know why do you think I don't need to stop driving or why do you think I need to stop driving and so then you can say well you know there was some confusion with the exits when we were getting off the interstate and um, so that would be um, that would be the first thing that you would know that is that's when that's when you've noticed those things. As a, as a firm, where we focus almost exclusively on um, elder law and elder care issues, this conversation really does come up a lot. And it's, it's hugely important for family dynamics um, and for family safety, right? I mean, like, we kind of use a little rule of thumb around here is if you wouldn't be comfortable with your children or grandchildren driving with that person, Maybe it's time. And then, so what you've just talked about are all the objective things. Um, it, it's, not, it's not really that subjective. I wouldn't feel comfortable, but here are the things that I see you doing. Um, now, of course, they're going to come up with uh, 10 excuses for every one of those objective findings, but you got to start the conversation somewhere. How do you start? Yeah, yeah. Well, you have to start, number one, you have to start early. You can't wait until, um, you know, we're at a pull the bandaid off kind of moment. Um, so you need to start the conversation. Um, talk about, have some opening lines ready, um, about car accidents that have been on the news or sharing a story about how driving was when that loved one first got their license. 
which is an okay question because with Alzheimer's and dementia, they start living in the past. So being able to tell you the first car that they had or how far they lived from home, um, how many Old Ticker Boulevards did they have to drive on? Uh, you know, in Tennessee, we have like five and they don't touch each other. So, right. you know, it's it's something like that. So have the opening lines, make sure it is based upon health and safety, not that your loved one is going to hurt someone, but someone is going to hurt them. And you have to start, you know, early. And when you don't have the conversation, it's at that point of an urgent situation. If you've gotten the call that grandmother has um, hit someone and you need to go and grandmother's on the side of the road with the police, that's not the time to say, all right, grandmother, I told you something like this was going to happen. Just give me your keys. No more driving for you. That's not the right time. When you leave the doctor's office and the doctor might have said, you know, it needs to start thinking about retiring from driving. But on the drive home is not the time. You have to really kind of, you know, make up, keep that information in mind and then plan two or three days later because there's a lot of emotions that go up with it. So in the middle of the bank or in the middle of the DMV when someone has failed their eye test, that's not the time to say, well, I told you, you can't drive anymore. You know, nobody wants to have a conversation like that. So Again, take in the data that you've seen when you've driven with your older adult and make note of that. And then has there been a recent um, urgent situation or um, altercation where you then can address the safety, um, the, the safety of why retiring from driving should be something that's considered? And that would be, you know. Yeah, that makes good sense, right? Because you just don't, you want them to be able to hear you and not coming from a, that place of emotion and hopefully use whatever reason we still have left to, to be part of that conversation. Exactly. Any recommendations about who should have the conversation? Um, probably recommendations about who shouldn't have the conversation, Right. Well, there's a little checklist that I have that, you know, who should be the messenger when you're having this conversation? So if your loved one is like my father and he said, I'm not, I'm not giving up my car keys. And I said, I'm not even talking to you about that. I'm saying this is what I'm speaking on at a conference in Pigeon Forge. And I said, but since, you know, we are on this topic, who do you want to tell you if you're driving is becoming um, something that we need to look into. And he said, my doctor or my brother. So, you know, again, I've started early. My my father's father drove until he was 93. My dad is 91 and I mean, 81. And, but now I've gotten that little piece of information, um, you know, in the back of my mind as to who should be the person to of authority. A lot of times also our preachers, especially our older population, will listen to preachers and doctors. And so it might be that you have to get your preacher involved um, to really start having that conversation. But you really want to know who, are, you know, if you're going to have the conversation, do you have the pe- best person's best interest in mind? 
Do you know the person's physical and cognitive conditions? Do I know or do you know their driving abilities? I would not be the person to go to one of my aunts and say, you don't need to drive anymore because I don't know three out of the five questions that we recommend you ask. So I'm not the person. So there is a little worksheet that the Hartford has um, that they can send you. AARP also, Barbara, um, is a great resource and they have a driving questionnaire. Um, and both of these places also have a contract uh, that your um, older adult could sign um, you know, when you're having the conversation, hey, it's, it's not time now, but will you sign this agreement? You know, if the time comes when you can't or shouldn't drive, this is who you want and, and have them sign and date it. So therefore you have, when you do start having these conversations, you have something in your back pocket in your toolbox to say, no, no, remember we talked about this five years ago, you know, or if you recall, we talked about this and, and, you know, you have that little, an extra, it's an extra piece, right? It's just one more thing to show that you are prepared and this is coming from a good place. It's not being accusatory or blaming. And so that that's part of the plan because you can anticipate most folks are going to be resistant to giving up their keys. So this is laying that groundwork about even having the conversation early, right? That's what I think I heard yes. you say. You know, it's not time yet to give up keys, but what do you think would be the time? Who would you want to be the one to tell you? So that's right. some preemptive things you could do to deal with uh, and well, resistance. But what else could you do? Is there any other tips? Well, there there are some other tips because the, the other thing is you have to be prepared for, you know, I, I should get this... I should get, I should come and talk to you about getting this trademarked, you know, being prepared for the what ifs, because what's going to happen when we start having this conversation is grandpa or grandma's going to say, well, but I go on Fridays to get my hair done. You know, who's going to take me on Fridays to get my hair done? Who's taking me to Sunday services? Who's taking me to Walmart or Kroger on the senior coupon day? Mm-hmm. You know, and so if you say to that loved one, well, I don't know, but when that time comes, we'll figure it out. That's not good. That is their opportunity, uh, opportunity to say, see, you're not, re- you're not thinking about me. But if someone says, well, who's going to take me to get my hair done? Well, you know, Miss Trudy next door, she sees the same beautician as you do. And she's going to take you every, every Friday because y'all have similar times. Who's going to take me to church? This person is going to come and pick you up and make, that's one of the things about when you're going to have, before you even have the conversation, know what your older adult's um, routine is. When do they go to the bank? When do they visit their sister or brothers? When do they go to choir practice? All of those things that they rely on and they go and do, have it already prepared as to Lyft is going to come and get you. Senior Ride, Sumner County is going to go ahead and I've already lined this stuff and have those in place. So you're kind of being a preemptive strike. So when they say, well, no one's going to be able to take me here. Oh, actually we are. You know, I'm going to start going and singing in the choir myself. And so I'm going to be able to go and, and take you to choir practice. Um, and that lets them know that you have an invested interest in them maintaining their quality of life 
and their routine. They're not having to change anything because you've, you have made preparations for all of those what ifs or, or wins, if you will. Yes. It's not, it's not just a what if, but it's a, it's, it's a win. It's going to happen. And that's why I say you need to start early because if you sat down with your loved one and started saying, okay, now when do you go to the grocery store? When do you go to the bank? You know, that's kind of a what's up moment. You know, why are you asking me all these questions? Um, so you kind of have to have conversations and that's why it's so important to start now. To, if you lay the groundwork now with taking the car keys away, balancing someone's finances, moving, not having Christmas at their house this year, the earlier you can start when we do have to have the conversation because something traumatic has happened, it's not like we've never heard this before. And uh, choose your words, choose your words. You know, I don't, I want you to stop driving. I love the word retire. You've worked hard. You've driven all of your adult life. It's time for you to retire from driving, just like you're retired from work. And we retire our mortgages. We have, we, we burn those mortgage papers. We might retire from being on board of directors or uh, volunteering, volunteer groups. So that word retire is a little bit softer to land on someone then they need to stop. They just need to retire. They fulfill that obligation so they can retire from driving now. I think those are all great tips, Lynn, and, and I know our listeners would appreciate those. Um, we do have some of those resources, not only uh, Mental Health America of the Mid-South as, as a resource, but some of the others that you've mentioned, like the publications from the Hartford and AARP available to our clients. So we appreciate you, but that's it for today's episode. Well, and you're very welcome. Your staff, um, you know, has these, these references and these um, resources. And then, of course, I am a resource. So if you're anyone listening needs some of this, it's not hard. They can just call your office or mine and we can get them to where at the right place. Just like we, it's what we do best. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Take Us McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. 